poop. Starting off real professional. Real professional. Thank you, sub. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Astro Pub, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Paul Berserker, one Batman Shelley. This is the Captain's Table. The Captain's Table is where I bring people from all over the Star Citizen universe to talk about Star Citizen. Um, that used to be a joke. Now it's not. It actually is what we do. Um, so we brought, have some new faces on the, uh, or a new face on the show, but a bunch of older, older faces as well. And that's not an old joke uh, for, for Griffin, because if I said that, he would hurt me. Because Griffin's <laughs> Griffin's one of the few people in the Star Citizen community who I have seen at literally every event I go to. So uh, like, <laughs> he will I'm kill old. me. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's let's get started with introductions. Uh, Space Tomato, who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen, and where can they find you? I'm Space Tomato. I generally crash into things and blow up and die. Sometimes I do something productive and game, but most of the time not. I make videos sometimes on YouTube. I stream on YouTube as well and on Twitch, and I make podcasts for Star Citizen. So anywhere that you can find podcasts, I'll be there as well. Sweet. I'm going to boost my, my, my audio. Apparently my, apparently my audio is very low compared to everybody else, so I'm going to boost my audio a little bit. Uh, sub, uh, Subliminal, who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen, and where can they find you? Uh, I make videos on the YouTubes. I stream here on Twitch, and um, yeah, yeah, that's about it. Sweet. Uh, where is, is it Subliminals TV on Twitch and YouTube or is it Subliminal TV yep. on YouTube? Okay. Subliminals TV everywhere, actually. I got got it. Branding. People keep um, calling me Subliminals, though. That's not just Subliminal. Yeah. I possess the TV. Subliminals to that. He owns the TV. That makes sense. Uh, Griff, who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen and where can they find you? Hey, I'm Griffin Gaming RPG. I'm, I'm one of the producers of The Soul Citizens, and you can find us in Twitch and YouTube, and we uh, Twitter and all the other social media platforms, but uh, Soul Citizens at Twitch. Awesome. Uh, make sure that if you're watching this on YouTube later, there is a link down below with all of their, their links. Make sure you go follow them, subscribe to them, do all those sorts of things. Uh, smash the button. Smashes the button. Um, and we'll start off with the conversations uh, we're going to talk about a couple of topics today. The first one, though, being um, Star Citizen, uh, sorry, Inside Star Citizen, which is uh, a really beefy, chunky Inside Star Citizen this uh, this week uh, with a bunch of things about a sprint report. So it's an all sprint report ISC. Um, and there's a lot of newer things and some uh, interesting things that came out of it. Uh, so I wanted to ask each of the cast members their own kind of takeaways, goods and bads from it. So, Griff, what are some of your takeaways from the latest ISC? Yeah, it's one of those rare times where they gave us an all sprint report, which was kind of cool because we usually just get it for a second half. Um, but they showed some very cool things. And um, I think the thing that really intrigued me, well, at least right now when I'm looking at what CIG is working on, one of them is how much more stuff are we stuffing into Stanton? That's the first thing. And at the same time, we're talking about this move into Pyro and whatever else we may be going into. Uh, I was definitely um, excited about some things. Uh, the housing that they showed, uh, the putting in the offices for the executive offices, uh, and, and I think in Orison, uh, I'm looking forward to that. And even though they referenced them in relation to maybe NPC kind of related things, I'm wondering whether or not we're going to get spaces like that for organizations where orgs can have their headquarters. I would love to see something like that in game at different locations. Um, but beyond that, most of the fare that they showed us was pretty good stuff. Um, 
uh, yeah, that, that's all. I'll make it real brief so everybody else can talk. But uh, there's a lot of good things in there that I saw, especially things that are leaning more and more uh, toward pyro. We're seeing on the sneak peeks and other things that kind of hint to us more and more that pyro is really being worked on for something us for us to go into hopefully fairly soon. Nice. Subliminal, what are, what are your thoughts on the ISC, your takeaways? Big takeaways, small so, takeaways. <clears throat> is it bad that, like, I'm more excited about these icons for these potential... The icons. We can do. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. I think yes. that, like that was the best part of the whole thing. And I did like the part where we going to be able to like traverse around pyro and like hidden areas. But other than that, I thought it was pretty under, underwhelming. We got to see oh. more progress on the ships. We knew that they're coming anyway. And we got mm -hmm. more derelict stuff. So I, I, I absolutely didn't care for that at all. So, but, but yeah, I mean, it was a decent one. Yeah. Okay. Space Mano, thoughts. Um, at the time we're at, I felt like it was, I actually kind of agree with subliminal that it was a little underwhelming given like where we are in terms, it was funny because somebody came out on the comments and was like, oh, they must have felt the heat from the last couple of weeks and wanted to put out this great ISC. And I'm like, this isn't the kind of ISC I would put out given what people have been complaining about. But, um, it felt like there, it was, it was a nice spread, like locations kind of hinting at features, ships. They, they hit a lot of topics, and then I like that there were kind of some some teasers in there, like the icons that Subliminal mentioned, um, like the uh, the hangers, you know, the persistent hangers that we'll talk about, uh, the space stations that they showed us, the offices kind of you were talking about might have some missions involved. So it felt like it was cool that it set up a lot of the stuff that we'll probably be seeing in more depth later on in maybe not this quarter, but next quarter. Awesome. Yeah, my, my takeaway was uh, a lot of stuff is being planned. It feels like what we saw with this latest ISC is much more of a, a shift, if that makes sense. Uh, as Griff said, like we have a lot of um, a lot of stuff that's coming in <clears throat> in for Pyro. Uh, but there's also a lot of things like the we talked about the persistent hangers, which we'll talk about here next. Uh, but like the fact that they had they're trying to map out stations with more uh, hangers rather than platforms seem very interesting because that's something they've been talking about for a long time that they want to move away from platforms and two hangers uh, as being the main ways of landing. And I know some people mm -hmm. like or dislike that, um, but it was, it, it was, you know, it was concept, but it's an, it's an interesting direction. I think uh, it also feel, felt uh, one of the things that I actually kind of, like but also dislike is that they are doing ruins for outposts which is cool but why is pyro getting it and we don't see anything like that in like hurston or anything like that this, this is the only the only problems i'd have with that that it seems very weird that we're getting it from one for one location and not for a location we already have well but looks, it, it kind of makes sense right because pyro has been more abandoned yeah. So I'm guessing that they're going to take the ones that we, we, we would have here, put them there also, but ruin them. Yeah. Maybe that's the way they're going? I don't know. Well, the, yeah, because the, the stuff they... Pyro is much older system than Stanton in terms of settlement. Uh, but Stanton, at least, you expect to have some kind of, like, shanty towns or something like that in, like, Houston. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it just, it's weird. I'm, I'm excited to go to Pyro, but we'll talk more about Pyro and the road to Pyro here in a moment. Um, but speaking of, of persistent hangers, uh, this is the kind of thing. What is your take on this whole persistent hangers? We know persistent hangers have been pushed 
recently. They were originally going to come in 317. Now we don't know exactly when they're going to come out. Um, what is your take on how they're going to affect uh, overall gameplay, as it, as it were, here in the, uh, th- this next year or so? Because obviously they want to make it come out sometime this year. Tomato, your thoughts? The uh, persistent hangers are going to be kind of, I mean, like we already have our home locations right now, but I feel like persistent hangers will make it actually feel like it's our home. You know, the first time we have to, we actually have to pick to store stuff there and maybe do most of our work out of that location. Do you know if they're supposed to be, when they do persistent hangers, have they said anything about things like, uh, um, like, I don't know, storage fees? Uh, they said something about it because, like, the hangers are supposed to have storage space. That's yeah. the thing they've mentioned in the, the whole thing. So, yeah. So, I imagine then that there's going to be a lot more going on in the economy by then. So, it's going to be cool to be able to pick where your hanger is, whether it's in Stanton or I don't know if you would even have one in Pyro, but um, and be able to kind of say that's where you're going to base all your operations out of. And I think by then there should be a lot more going on for people to take advantage of in hangers than there is now. Okay. So Blenholz, uh, what do you, what do you think about persistent hangers in the, in the near future, that whole thing coming up? I think it's going to be cool. <clears throat> I think the inconveniences are going to cause people to freak out again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think there's a lot of new players that play the game. Um, that maybe they came in through an event and I don't think they fully understand what this game is going to be. And I think this is one of the things that's going to be like, wait a minute. So I have to do all this work now, mm-hmm. you know, this no longer is just click a button and things just happen. Um, is when are we getting um, the, cargo. the uh, cargo refactor? Uh, same time. Yeah. Same time. Right? Oh, three, same eight, time. 18. Okay. Yeah. That's gonna be another shake up right there. I mean, the addition of those two is going to oh, yeah. really, really make the, the game be what it's supposed to be. And I don't think some people are going to like it, but I mean, you think it's a good thing though? Yeah, for me, yeah. <laughs> for you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I told uh, somebody about the cargo refactor and they said that I better I I better be joking. They were like, guess- nah, I'm guessing you're joking about that." I'm like, "No." About about <laughs> like having to hand manually load all of the yeah. cargo you have so you yeah. can just buy people a load have no. And- yeah, Subliminal, you're spot on, dude. There's so same, many people same. who have no idea. Death of a spaceman. Yeah, I mm-hmm. tell that about people to be people in my chat, and they're like, "Wait, huh? What? What?" <laughs> yeah, and they they went back on that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, For now. Griff, Griffin, your thoughts on the whole um, uh, the whole uh, persistent hangers and the kind of how that's going to affect Star Citizen and such? Yes, yeah, subliminal went kind of the direction I was going. I'm looking at the uh, the connection between cargo refactor and the cargo decks and then our hangers, you know, what is it that I'm going to be putting in my hangar versus cargo decks? Um, I, I've always kind of wondered, you know, CIG has always told us that inventory and keeping track of things has been an issue with the servers or with the way this thing is structured, right? At least previously, but now we have the inventory and this physicalized thing. I'm just kind of curious as to if they finally got that beat in order for that to happen. Cause then after that, we get into salvage and we get into stuff there. Um, I'm not so sure, though. I know Subliminal was saying that uh, new players are freaking, might be freaking out, but I hear more old players freaking out because they've gotten used to how things are. And mm. when we make, bring up these changes, I hear more belly aching coming from them <laughs> um, more than I hear the new people. I think the new people may be a little bit more adaptive. I agree with you. They might shock them a little bit because they don't know about it. But I also think those of us who've gotten used to doing things a certain way, 
it gets to be, even though we know it's coming, uh, when it comes, it still shakes, you know, even the old veterans up a little bit. So, um, but I'm, I'm excited about it. Like everybody is, it's another, like Sub said, it's another step toward us moving toward what this vision supposed to be about. So anything that goes in that direction is good to me. Awesome. Uh, let's get, start with the next topic. Oh wait, I haven't said my opinion yet, have I? That's not gonna say this. <laughs> Come on. I I am a I am a glutton for punishment. I would I am waiting for persistent hangers because of two things. One, I love the idea of having to like be able to store concepts because the whole idea of like saying, I don't know, buying copper and then using you and your org to kind of go around and try to disrupt the prices of copper to like make the the cut price just shoot up so that you can just dump all your copper at the right moment or what, uh, you know, even just like the personalization stuff, like I can have a hanger or a hanger where I can put in, like make it all Hawaiian themed or, or, uh, you know, whatever, like just, just do a, a space for a personal choice of your, your own kind of personal location. Uh, I am, uh, I am also happy that we're moving away from pads because I think pads were kind of a stopgap and they kind of lame. Uh, I know that might be a bit of a controversial topic because I know a lot of people prefer habs because they're easier to land on and take off of. But why I do think, you find them lame? Because in space, like you're just landing on a pad. It's just landing on a piece of like 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 a slab of concrete, effectively. It's, 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 you just take off and land and, and that kind of thing, rather than, you know, having to have the skill to get down, fly in through a hangar. It's a lot more cinematic. It feels a little bit more cool, especially here, like the doors open and close. It's, it's that sort of thing. And, uh, it, it makes you less attached to where you are and more of the, this is just a place I have to land at. And it's just stuck in space. Whereas like if you're okay. in a hangar, you land and you can see, like you hear all the noises, you see people moving around. And even if you didn't have moving around, you see all of the, the crafted area around it. It feels like you're in a space rather than just nowhere. Less lazy, you know? I hear um, that. All right, let's, let's move on to the next topic, which is uh, going to be kind of a twofold, but we'll start with this, this part, which is hover quad. First impressions, your, uh, your, your uh, likes, dislikes of it. Griff, since you're the last one, what are your thoughts? Hover quad, have you tried it out? Yeah, I like it. I got a chance to, uh, do the thing that CIG said, which is to put the hover quad on the back of a Nomad and take it out. And uh, it sat in there fairly well. No problems, no sparks, no bumping around, no explosions. Uh, the bike is fast. It handles really well. That's the big thing, I think, for it. I know um, the speed is supposedly a little bit less than the Knox and the Dragonfly. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, it you know the trade-off is obviously shields and guns. Uh, you get a little bit of cargo space, but it just handles really, really well. So, um, and that price tag is enough to make anybody slap your mama. So, you know, they, <laughs> we'll, we'll see, you know, how people respond to it. But sales were sales that first day it came out there, regardless mm -hmm. of what people thought about what was going on with CIG. So whether you buy it as an LTI or you just buy it because you like it, you know, it, it's cool. It's hard to sniff at that $25 price tag. It's it's actually yeah. pretty low for Star Citizen. So. Um, especially for what it, what it means, uh, and others and other things, but that's my info runner side coming out, uh, subliminal. What are your thoughts? So on the price point, I was actually, when I found out about how much was made and what the price was, I was like, they could probably make more money with this game. If they lowered the price of some mm -hmm. ships, as long as the ship couldn't 
isn't wouldn't be a disruptor to the um, economy or uh, you know what I mean you can't give away you know a, a javelin but lowering yeah. the price of some of the entry level ships might be a better way to actually bring in money. I agree. Actually, <laughs> I think they overprice everything. But uh, how about your thoughts on the, uh, the, the the ship overall? Have you tried it out? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, I actually tried it, put it in the back of the Nomad. And um, I think I thought it was pretty good. Some people don't have either the skill or the want to have to fight with a base turret. It's kind of hard to, to shoot them down, depending on what mm-hmm. ship you have. So being able to, to land off site and drive in and fill that up. That, I mean, that was pretty dope. I enjoyed it. It was, it was cool. I did it all day. It was buggy. Not, not the, the, uh, the, the hover quad itself, the game, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Meadow. What do you think? Tomato? I'm sorry. I, I'm seeing in chat that they made a three quarters of a million. Oh my gosh. They yep. did. Yeah. Wow. Yep. <laughs> that is bucks. crazy. This this last Jeez. week. They made $2 million. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, we won't get into that conversation, yeah. but um, the hover quad is it's cool. I'm honestly, I don't see much reason for it now, but that, that's kind of the point, right? This was probably made for the upcoming stuff with Pyro and the the outpost. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what it gets me thinking about. Is like, what is this for? What are they trying to prepare us for with a civilian place with some storage and? uh it feels like along with the other focuses on ground gameplay maybe you know this will be more useful than people think it is right now but i think it's pretty cool it works really well i've had a lot of fun with it flying it around on daymar uh and microtech i didn't put it in any vehicles but i did fly it around in space too which was actually a lot of fun overall though i like it yeah i'm Pretty much, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to, to fly it, but I've uh, seen people walk around with it and the way people talk about it, it seems pretty good. Uh, I think the price was a good price. Uh, I, I wouldn't buy it with, with cash, but it's great for like LTI tokens and stuff like that if you really want to. But, you know, there's a lot of other things that people w- would like with those sort of, uh, with like little ground vehicles and seeing more ground vehicles is always good. Uh uh, but let's, let's move on to the, the, the next topic that's kind of connected to it, ships. Because we have a lot of people, and there may be people who are watching this video or watching us live right now who are brand new to Star Citizen, who do not know what Star Citizen is, or are interested but have no kind of concept of what ships are, because it's a lot of, it's very overwhelming when you look at, look at, uh, at the ship list and the prices and everything. Um, I want to hear each of your own personal, like, what ships do you think sh- people should be looking at if they're starting Star Citizen? Uh, any specific ships overall or, you know, like any ship overall or a specific ship for, you know, uh, profession or whatever. Uh, just quick and dirty if you would have to explain to somebody in, you know, like five or ten minutes. Uh, Tomato, what do you think? Oh, I mean, I always just say buy the $45 ship. And then um, so I like I say go with an Aurora if you're trying to start out. It's a great balanced ship. It, it has good hard points that you can use and put some good stuff on it. It's got space for some boxes. It's got a bed on it. Solid ship, honestly. And like I was saying in the video, Paul, that you referenced, I think people don't give starter ships enough credit for how much they can be used for in this game. Um, maybe not now, but like in the future when there's more that you need to do that you could just carry the stuff with you that you need. Starter ships are going to be super nice. So I do think that everybody should have one. And um, 
the Aurora is a great low cost way to get into the game. And after that, obviously the Avenger Titan is like the way to go. But I also actually kind of am a big fan of the Nomad. Mm. And I know it sort of fits into a weird spot and a lot of people don't like it, think it's overpriced, think it's kind of a, a waste, think that the external cargo is pretty dumb, but I think it's a really nice utility vehicle and pretty good for if you're in a safe system. So I would say Aurora, Avenger Titan, maybe the Nomad, definitely like a Cutlass Black as well, are solid ships for somebody to be thinking about in their first couple months in this game, if that's think, what you're asking about. Yeah. Do you think an Aurora is actually a good starting ship? Because, you know, a lot of people will come up with the concept of like any of the starter ships are just garbage. You're supposed to move away from them right away. No, I think the Aurora is useful. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's literally, it is it is a vacuum-sealed box with thrusters on it. <laughs> it's a brick. And for <laughs> most of the stuff that you need to do in this game, that's all you're going to need. All right. Uh, Subliminal, your thoughts on ships. If someone was to ask you, like, what ships to look at. I don't agree with the Aurora thing. I think I, I get why people do go for it. It has the cabin space, which could be useful. Um but I think the Mustang Alpha can be equipped with some decent weaponry. It's decently enough fast. I think I like the Alpha better, especially if you want to get into like PVE combat. That'll be the quickest way to get enough money to get a Titan in game. And if you do have the money to throw down for the Titan, that's a good, a good idea. Gets you right in. I mean, you could do VHRT bounties with ease in a Titan. Um, but yeah, I think I'd rather go for the alpha, but I am kind of partial to the fighting, you know, Yeah. rather than um, delivering a box. Would, so, would, you, would you suggest a, a Titan over, say, like an arrow for, for, for fighting for, for some? Oh, for sure. Fight? Yeah. The arrow is a better fighter. But when you're a new player, if it's your only ship, you're going to want to be able to pick someone up, pick up a, a package or something and have the, 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 the cabin space. Uh, I think I will go for the Titan. And and I, I did a zero to hero on stream, uh, went from an alpha, rented a Titan, used the default loadout on that to get enough money to buy a Titan. Then I loaded out that Titan and then I bought a Sentinel. And I could have bought anything instead of the Sentinel. I could have bought any ship. You know what I mean? That's 2 yeah. million off of UC. It took me three days to do that. And if I had to started with the Titan, it probably would have taken me a day or two. Yeah. Um. So. Okay. Uh, Griff, your thoughts on, on uh, you know, ships. If someone was to ask you about just starting to start a citizen, what ship should they look at kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's here is giving great advice. Um, the one thing that we all have in common is that, you know, you're starting under the $100 mark, which mm -hmm. is the place to go. Um, for me, I'm going to speak to the snobs in the audience. I'd go with the Origin 100i. It has great fuel efficiency. Um, and to Tomato's point, um, starter ships, uh, people are very dismissive of them, but I can't tell you how great it is to spawn one in 41 seconds, no matter where you're at. And mm -hmm. the fact is, when you're in one, most of the time, people could care less about you. So you get where you got to go. It's disposable. You can leave it on a planet or a moon and you don't care, at least for right now. So for someone who's getting used to the game, uh, it's a great ship. I would go up from there. Um, as I think I agree with both uh, Subliminal and 
uh, tomato. It's either the Avenger or the Nomad. I didn't like the Nomad at first, but after I've gotten it, um, I do like it because at this point, if you're starting to move inventory around, the smaller starter ships, no matter which one you pick, they're limited with that inventory. If you're looting, things of that nature, you can fill up the ship really quick. Um, but if you start moving up, you know, as you guys know, the bigger the ship, the more inventory space you have. So that's another consideration. Um, even if it's just carrying, you know, um, your spacesuits and armor and stuff like that and weapons, it, it can fill up really quick if you're not careful. So, um, yeah, up to the cutty. You know, once you get to that $100 mark, at that point you're graduating and you're ready to start moving up into other areas based upon what you want to do in the game. So all of you have mentioned a, a starter ship. So all of you are saying that starter ships are actually a viable option. You, you Like you can actually play the game with a starter ship? Absolutely. Okay. Just put a video out about it. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 Subliminal and I both do Zero to Hero runs. So like I've I've done Auroras and uh, Mustangs from Zero to Hero, Blooming Combat and, and that kind of stuff. And I kind of echo with a, pretty much everybody here said. I think the 100 is an underrated starter. It's just expensive. So like a lot of yeah. people, for what it does, it just doesn't have a lot of... I said I was speaking value. to the snobs. Yeah. I, I started out that way. But if... if <laughs> If you want the if if you're the kind of person who's like I want to buy a ship that looks good, the 100 is the best looking of the starters. The other ones yeah. are kind of ugly. Yeah. Like the Aurora you... is 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 a brick with engines, and the Mustang is this weird <laughs> is this weird spider like thing that will come at you like it, it hits like a ton of bricks when it hits you, but it looks gangly. So, do you uh, think that the the refinery in the 100i will be enough to say to to suggest it over the other starters in the future? I, this is what I'll tell you, dude. I flew from R Corp, went to all the moons around it, then flew to Microtech and went to all the moons around it and didn't have to fuel up worth squat because of that air system that's in there. It mm -hmm. refueled itself. So I'm just saying for that purpose, and mind you, that's a touring ship, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's what you're doing. This is going around. Um, I think the other ships all have other, there are other advantages to them. You know, I'm just, yeah. pick, I'm picking something just to say it's a different starter ship for a different purpose. You know, if, if you're carrying the 135C because that one has cargo, that's actually the one that I fly more than anything. Uh, but I will use the 100. Like if, if Sub said, hey, Griff, meet me over it, you know, uh, not to be funny, but if, if he's, uh, if I'm at Orison, my departure time getting out of Orison in that ship is way faster than most ships. I get out of atmosphere and I'm out of there in no time flat and I didn't burn any fuel doing it versus if I take a medium sized ship or something, I've got to burn fuel. It's also much more resistance getting out of atmosphere. So if you want to get from here to there real quick as a quick jump somewhere, any of those starter ships will do it fast for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say that I, I tend to favor the Aurora because it just kind of does everything and it has some, some punch if you get it, but it definitely needs an upgrade. Uh, the problem with the Aurora is that you need to start off with buying things to make it punchy if you want to get combat. Um, the, the, the Mustang is great for, for combat, but it has just absolutely no storage space unless you know the trick about using the. The, the, the tractor beam to put the boxes behind the ship and all that kind of behind the things. And that's, that's just like more kind of upper levels. So um, the 100 I is good. It has, is better. It has as good. Uh, well, I guess it's firepower is a little worse than both of them, but it's got some of the advantages. It, it CIG is balanced pretty well with those three. And this is going to, 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 uh, no to one has to rely on. I'm about to say the Reliant Tana because because I know Subliminal is going <laughs> to try to hold them. <laughs> I think the Tana is good for the future. I think it's one of those things where if you're the kind of guy who wants to 
pull out a, a, a gun, go off and do FPS missions and have a chance to blow stuff up. It has some of the best options because it has some storage space. It has beds. It has two people that you can fly with it. Uh, it even has gun rack, which the other ones don't really have, and, and suit locker storage. Uh, and we'll to, yeah. you'll be able to actually, in the future, when they fix the bug, be able to get out of the cabin when you log out in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the... It has problems, but I think I think in the future that's something to look at. If you're like somebody who's like I have a I have a wife or a girlfriend or or a husband or or a, a boyfriend or, or son or daughter or some other person who's going to play I'm going to play with it uh, pl play with you know when you get started off, it's a great little two seater for that, uh, for under a hundred bucks. So it's not it's not a bad bad option for that. Also, uh, uh, Twitch it mentioned, and I can. I can't believe I forgot this, but the Pisces is yeah. an incredibly good small yep. ship. It's about to go there. Yep. So, yeah. If I mean, if I don't know if there's a starter package, I always forget. I think there is one, but that would be the starter package to get. Yeah. They did I would a pick package that over and over. Go ahead, Sublino. Did they ever consider it a starter? <laughs> did they ever consider that a starter, though? I mean, I know they did a package I don't know. for it. I don't know if they ever classified it as that. They they said it was technically a starter. Sub, go off, go off, sub. Let's. let's, let's I held my tongue. I held my tongue for the Reliant. I held my tongue for the 100 I. But I'm not gonna let the Pisces slip in there. Oh my god. Okay. Um, the uh, it runs out of fuel like super fast. I, I I tried it in atmosphere doing atmospheric bounties, and it was it was so bad. Sub it was bounties, so bad. bounties, sub. Really? Yeah. He's a combat I, pilot. I, what do you expect? I, I know I come at this from the fighting aspect, and I know a lot of people don't. But oh, I don't know. It was it was so bad. I, I I'd rather have a ship where you could do it all. Yeah. Titan can do it all. Um, the Aurora can't do it all, but that's where I would start out because I think I could get to where my end game is quicker mm -hmm. that way. Um, but I think I have more respect for the the Tana than the one hundred and the Pisces. The the only problem that I have with the one hundred is the price. If it was forty five dollars, it'd be hands down the best one. Mm -hmm. but yeah. it's it's overpriced you can spend like five dollars and you can get a titan and that's the only reason why i don't like the 100 i i, I like the way origin ships look um the 325a used to be one of my favorite ships two three years ago um but yeah i can't let that pisces slide in there like that it's a good <laughs> snub but ah. it's the worst the, the worst game package all yeah. right just keep it in space give it a couple <laughs> don't don't spend your fuel then we're good yeah uh, Griff, you mentioned something about, about like all of these things were sub 100. Are there any other sub $100 ships that someone might look at? Like say if someone wants to be a combat pilot, would like a Gladius package be a good uh, good pickup? Or well, the, the Gladius like overall is going to be the ship uh, well, for benefits of the Gladius obviously is because of Squadron 42. Any, mm -hmm. As we gain familiarity with that ship, if we, for those of you who are interested, interested in Squadron 42, that's going to be one of the main ships you're going to be flying um, is a light fighter. So I, I like the Gladius. Um, it, 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 to me, it's just that it's approachable, um, easy to handle. Um, it, you know, sure, it's light. It's, but it's not the arrow. It's got a little bit more girth to me than the arrow does. So I, I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. We had a bit of a hiccup for, for the stream there. So hopefully everyone's coming mm -hmm. back in there. Um, what about, what about like, say, the 300 series? Like, because I've heard some people discuss, like, that the 300 series is just kind of this weird, awkward duck. Does it have any value to it? It is a little awkward now. <laughs> I remember when it came out, it was the bee's knees. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Definitely. Everybody wanted one. That commercial. Soaring yeah. through the clouds. I was like, dang, Star Citizen. That I, was the first ship I bought. The 325A is what got me into the game. 
Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't help that the three ships, and I won't include the 300, but it doesn't help that what those ships are created for, none of the mechanics are in the game. So interdiction, in the sense, isn't there, or what it's now called interdiction. They call it something different now. Interception, I think. Um, interception. Yeah. Um, the the 500, the, the 350 has no racing, so there's no way to put it against any other racing ships. And the 315, even though it has the supposed better scanner and long range, tractor beam, none of those things are you can take advantage of. Yeah. So they, they're just kind of floating in limbo right now so that's those mechanics come in the 315 is hands down the best one out of all of them mm-hmm. and i, I would say, say it yeah. might be a contender for a good starter mm-hmm. especially when we could start smuggling again because that thing used to be stealthy when stealth worked mm-hmm. that, that thing would be great if if the best way to make money with that much seu was smuggling drugs that would be dope yeah, that was that was the thing I was going to say is that as as a guy who does a lot of smuggling, like I've I've looked at all the ships and the best ship for the best ship for for smuggling, just hands down other than the more expensive ships is the 315 cuz it's fast as hell. It's mm-hmm. it's got its own car, it's got extended cargo, so it's got more cargo. It's got its own tractor beam, so if you have to do any kind of crazy lifting or changing, you've got that that's then going for you. And it's very stealthy, and you can add more stealth components and that kind of stuff on it. So it's fast, it's low signature, has a lot of cargo for it. So that would be my only pitch for the, is the 315. And I think the 325A will shine eventually, because I think the 300 series is going to have this sort of longer Reckoning. Range. It's going to have a longer range, I think, than most you can, other fighters. You could poop in it, too. Remember that's right. MVP. Uh, we're not going to listen just because we can put a coffee machine, a clock. Okay? <laughs> don't, don't get upset. Okay. <laughs> don't mention coffee. Chat's going to go off when we mention coffee. <laughs> hey, I'm also looking at the, uh, I was looking at the list real quick here of the ships that are sub 100. And there's also the whole a in there, which is going to be kind of a new uh. addition in that range. Where did, what are you thoughts on that? I don't I wouldn't even suggest a whole A for a starter ship. I don't think it's a good starter. Not for a starter. Sure. But like, say somebody who's already spent a lot of time with an Avenger or something, maybe a a Pisces and wants to get into heavier lifting. Those are so specialized to me, that whole series stuff. I mean, I think it's it's the entry level into going into if you want to do cargo freight and industrial stuff. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it would be beyond. I mean, it could be beyond that, I guess. But we haven't seen the interiors of it yet. But um there will be people who will make money bringing stuff down from stations down to planet side. And that's the good ship to do it. in. if it's cargo freights, you know, I'm just, I just wonder who that ship's for. The A? It's, yeah. it's, it's baby's first truck driving. It's, it's yeah. what it is. It's, it's mm-hmm. space baby's first truck drive. Yeah. Truck, truck. It's what it is. It's designed for hauling large cargoes and long, di- long mm-hmm. distances. Mm-hmm. It's all it is. So how much right. SCU does it have? Uh, it's, it, oh. I want to say it's got I like trust those numbers now. 65 to 85 SCU or something like that. It's got as many SCU as like a freelancer or, or, mm. a, or a cutlass. It's got insane amounts um, for a ship. That's half the price because <laughs> it's 50 bucks. Um, uh, the thing is, is that the, I, I originally didn't think it had uh 48 SCU. Thank you, chat. 48. Um, I, I didn't think I thought it was either going to have its, its cargo reduced and price remain but they increased the price the last IS uh, last the mm-hmm. so that tells me that they're going to keep this the number of the amount that they're they're trying to shoot for they're just increasing the price yep so, all the holes went up a little bit every one of them did up to the d i think to 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 prevent the whole like why buy a raft when you can buy a a hole mm-hmm. for the same for for same or cheaper and holds more stuff so yep 
Um, all right. Well, uh, that's that's kind of the ship talk. Now we're going to go to the last little discussion, which is um, on the road to Pyro. So CIG has been saying this a lot, the road to Pyro, that they were on the road to Pyro. And uh, Jared made this, uh, dis- uh, made a distinction in the last I- uh, IS or SEL uh, where he said, just because I said that we're on the road to Pyro doesn't necessarily mean that the Pyro, that Pyro is going to be released this year. So, um, I forgot who last talked. We'll just go with Tomato. Tomato, what do you think this road to Pyro actually means? Like, what should people be taking away from CIG saying the road to Pyro? Um, I mean, the, if there's anything we've learned from CIG, it's that they're not very good at predicting things. So... I think all they can say now is that they know they're going to finish Pyro. Um, it's just a matter of when, and the road to Pyro is, and the, the the length of that road is undisclosed right now. I don't think we should be expecting it to come this year. I think there's a good chance it can, and a lot of signs point to it. But I'm, you know, I think we all know at this point that we should probably assume that it could always go to next year. Server mesh could go to next year. Um, and they'll have to cover for that. I do think it'll be at CitizenCon though, but the road to Pyro really just kind of, it seems like they've got most of Pyro done in terms of the art, the planets. Uh, they are working on points of interest. We haven't heard anything about missions or the gangs or reputation or narrative or any of that kind of stuff. So I'm guessing that's gonna be a big, big chunk of what we start to hear maybe in the summer. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, I guess. Is that what you were looking for? Like what? Yeah. I mean, I just, if just it's coming what, this year. What do you think? Like, what does it even mean? Cause does it, does it mean it's coming this year? Does it mean that they're just working on it and they want us to see us to, to play on the plan? Cause, cause someone in chat reminded me that last year they said it was the road to server meshing and mm. <laughs> still on that road. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of merged. It's a, yeah. It was a reverse fork. I think, um, yeah, they just kind of, they're looking for something to carry the hype. Pyro is a good theme. Like that's going to be a fantastic theme for the lead up next year. Maybe it'll be the road to <laughs> Squadron Forty Two. Uh, I don't know. Don't jinx us. Uh, all. <laughs> what do you What do you take away from this this whole kind of discussion around the road to Pyro? What does that actually mean to, to you? Um, or should anyone think, put any any stock into it either? I think basically, when you said it again, it, are you trying to say that because he said that? maybe there isn't a guarantee it could come this year and maybe you think that it should is that where you where you're feeling i my my feel i'll, I'll say my feeling on the whole thing oh is, okay, is, yeah, yeah yeah just um, just just for context because like my whole feeling on this whole thing is that it, it's cig is trying to keep the hype up but i have a feeling that cig is they're saying one thing and meaning another which is just basically uh they're saying they're on the road to Pyro. They want to share us all of the work that they're working on for Pyro and, and keep us uh, kind of in, informed of what Pyro is going to look like, how it's going to function um, with its final being released. But I think the community was taking it as they're planning on releasing Pyro this year and they want to release Pyro this year. So they're going mm. to release Pyro this year. And I'm for me, that's like, OK, so we're, we're back to the whole things that you wanted to change the roadmap expectations <laughs> sitting it pr- properly so uh you know so it's uh, just one of your your take on it do you think it is or isn't uh, a good idea do you think it's one of those uh, things that you th- 
I think it's fine. I mean, I think with this whole roadmap debacle, I don't think there's much they could do to piss people off more. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I would certainly hope it would come this year. I mean, all we're waiting for is server meshing, right? I mean, I've seen a, a what looked like to me the terrain being finished on a moon mm-hmm. like a year and a half ago. A moon on uh, Empyro, right? I think it was after one of their Planet Tech V whatevers. They showed it. And now we know they're working on Nyx. He even slipped up and said, and the next system, I would not be surprised if they're already building moons and planets for the next system after Nyx. I think server meshing is the only thing we need for Pyro, hands down. I mean, okay. Rune Station's got to be done by now, uh, based on the last time they talked about that and where it was at. Um, yeah, I think all we're waiting for is the ability to get there. Um, and I'm hoping that that could happen this year, but I, I don't know. I don't pay attention to the roadmap because of the reason, you know, yeah, stuff falls off. I don't get my hopes up. So yeah. Griffin, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I, I kind of think that, um, I think that pyro is coming for several reasons. Um, well, let's say this, I believe a a clock is ticking, um, go back to citizen con where they did the whole thing um, with the videos leading up to, uh, what's the guy's name that we follow? The guy with Jax, Jax McCleary. Jax thing. Jax left for Pyro. Um, and mm. I think that Citizen Con this year will be us seeing Jax return. Um, and it, that's a continuing story. So <clears throat> Jimmy's not going to be able to carry the story. <laughs> Jimmy, Jax has got to come back. Um, <laughs> if Jax comes back, either Jax will report on what he saw or Jax will lead us into Pyro. Um, and, and that will be a great entree for CIG to announce that Pyro will be coming. Now, whether they just say it's going to be fourth quarter or first quarter of next year, it gives them a great marketing opportunity to announce that. The other thing is, is that CIG, and we said this a little bit earlier, CIG has been dropping hints like crazy about Pyro. We've been seeing artwork, concepts, images. Uh, we've been seeing, you know, the ghetto drawings and stuff on the wall. We've been seeing the marketplaces, and they've been showing this stuff consistently. And it's not like a one-off thing. Um, they, these little sneak peeks have been happening a lot. And usually when we see them like that, that means that it's not only that they're working on it, but it's one of the next things that's coming up. So my guess is, and my hope is, that we will get a big announcement on it for fourth quarter of this year and uh, for 4.0. Um, I agree with you, just subliminal. The, the meshing thing is definitely a factor, and we know they've been working on that. Um, and if it doesn't come out first quarter of next year, I'll buy each one of you guys in Aurora. I said it publicly, okay? <laughs> I'll get each one of you guys in Aurora. That's my, that's is my that, prediction. Which Aurora is that? Uh, MR. Okay. <laughs> Cheap. I could have said Cheap. yes. Yeah, if you could. <laughs> Should have said 100i, buddy. Yeah. Huh? A 100i? Oh. <laughs> Put we the money where the mouth is. You mentioned something subliminal, which which I think is important to, to, to keep in a fact. There's a couple of things that have also noted that Nix is probably done by now. Uh, and what, another, another thing to, to remember is that they're constantly updating Levski. They've been updating yes, Levski yes. every patch since yeah. it was removed. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they've been talking about it. Like, for instance, yep. when they're getting Maria Pure of Heart into, um, I think that's 317, they said they're also going to be releasing the Lorville uh, Hospital will be available as well. So they're working in mm-hmm. Lorville Hospital right now. So that, yeah. like, 
there's every indication that like Nix is done or Nix is getting close to being finished. Yeah. And they're already working on another system. Because as we know that the biggest issue with Star Citizen is never the content. The, the people who can make the content will turn it around in a couple of months, but it's always the backend tech and the tools mm -hmm. to produce a lot of this stuff, like server meshing. So. Would it be crazy to say that the next system could be Terra? Yes. No. I, I don't think it's crazy. After I think it's, oh, after Nix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have no idea. I'm sorry. Uh, because think, they, they, the only other system they've showed us assets are from Terra. That was two years ago. They showed us Terra Prime. Terra yeah. clothing. Yeah, that's true. Terra or clothing. armor. They could do Terra or Odin. Yeah, but they won't do Odin until Squadron's out. Because of Squadron. Yeah, yeah. But that's, what yeah. I'm, that's what I'm predicting. Yeah. It. yeah. Um, hmm. I, Terra would be a good starting place for new players. It would be, but I don't think Terra's coming out. I think Terra's beta. Yeah, thing. it's outside. Is it? It doesn't connect though, does it? It does. It, it it does. It's Stanton just really complicated. So oh, okay. Stanton has a jump point to directly to Terra. So oh, Stanton yeah. does. I'm thinking about one of the other ones. Okay. Uh, that's one of the reasons why Stanton is so important because it's like literally on the road between. Uh, it's the it's the linchpin between Terra and uh, um, Soul. Soul. Yeah, uh, I agree with Arjun. Arjun, Sam, Pyro, and Nixon dropping together. I would love to see that happen. That, yeah, that, that's I. I mean, if if the I don't machine, think that's going to happen, it'd be nice. I, I think, it would I, be. It would be. But that would be. I mean, CIG I, dropping two whole star systems at the same I, time. I think it, I, it would shut up everybody. <laughs> I think CIG servers. Honestly. Yeah, I think CIG is stupid and crazy enough to do that. If they because. <laughs> Because if the issue is like server meshing, if that's the only thing that's stopping them from doing this, then having them drop two servers is the, or two systems is the same as dropping one system. It's just more servers. Yeah. That's all it is. In Fair. So, and we already have a landing zone for Nix. And like the only thing that would be worried, like maybe space stations, but they could easily just copy pasta, you know, uh, you know, pirate space stations into Nix for now and then, you know, come back and fix those later. That's, not that's everyone's gonna want to, gonna want to go to Pyro as well too. It's a lot of the system. Some people might be intimidated to even go there, so they're gonna yeah. need something for those people to actually leave Stanton for. I yep. just, I just think about like the mission givers and all. Like, I just imagine CIG putting out two systems and having double the chances of these little things going wrong. Because <laughs> when they, when things go wrong for them, they, they hurt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're abusive. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think there's, there's no way around. Uh, when you launch something like server meshing, things will burn. Hey, things will explode. Yeah, yeah of course. It's just going to go bad. Um, so, like, if it's going to go bad, why not just make it as absolutely, uh, you know, catastrophic <laughs> as possible? Just go all the way. Just go all the way. Because, sure, because, I mean, if we get two systems out of it. Yeah, because the testing alone or the, the feedback alone or the, the, the data alone would be enough for them to go, cool, now we've got two systems. So we know not just one, it's it's not just a, an aberration of just Stanton or, mm. or Nix or uh, yeah. Pyro, it's that as well. So Better yeah. hope it works, though, because all the news articles won't be, oh, Star Citizen adds two new Star Systems. They'll just say, Star Citizen adds expansion and the game crashes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. All right. I think I think that's it for our kind of discussion on this right now. We're going to move over to the question and answer session. Make sure that you are following and subscribe to Space Tomatoes, Subliminal and Griffin uh, and Soul Citizens as well. Uh, and uh, thank you for watching us. If you like this and you're watching this on YouTube after the fact, come join us live every Saturday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. 
UTC uh, where we do this live. And you can ask your questions as well when we do the questions and answer session then. Uh, but until then, thank you all uh, for, for watching. And like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black.